All right, all right. Welcome back to Hawaii Make With Me Mo, yeah. My face ashy. Oh, you know what I forgot to send myself? I forgot to show how I predicted the future yesterday. Well, I guess I don't know if I really predicted it because um, we started yesterday's conversation off with some very black-ass news from my black-ass friends. Uh, my good friend Shannon was caught up in the Proud Boy email uh, scandal that happened yesterday in, or I guess over the last few days in Florida. At Brevard County, um, it was said that the Proud Boys had hacked the Democratic Party's uh, contact list and email information and sent out very threatening emails to some very wonderful, wonderful, kind people. Turns out, though, that the people who hacked that thing was actually Iran. So my question is, uh, how well does Iran know like America? They know they know America that much to perpetrate as the Proud Boys. That's not even like are the Proud Boys tier one white supremacists? Like when we think of like when we think of Mount Rushmore groups of white supremacists, are the Proud Boys on there? No. So then, so then, how the fuck? Somebody got to explain this to me. How the fuck does Iran know to manipulate the Proud Boys in order to solicit a type of vote? And follow-up question, why does Iran want Donald Trump for president? That benefits them, I feel. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting thoughts. Interesting thoughts. That's just, that's weird, right? Is it? Is it weird that Iran has hacked our party's contact information? Is I, it weird? I'm just saying because it's not the first time another country has done something like this, like Russia. But okay, maybe I gotta look at what. How was Russia hacking the election again? Didn't they have something to do with Hillary Clinton's emails, or they? They leaked something. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I think. Um, I think it has something to do with Facebook, though. I think the the Russians were leaking faulty information to the American people via the Facebook. Yeah. Is that what happened? So I got to look at some of the news stories that the Russians came up with to try to trick the United States because I am. I am impressed. Is that the right word? I didn't know the Proud Boys were a white supremacist group until about uh, three weeks ago. So the fact that Iran knows how to, knows to perpetrate them, emulate them, and then use them as a system of attack, that's a little weird. And also, don't seem true, if I'm just being honest with you. It's probably not. It don't seem very true. Bonita, good morning. 
don't seem it seems very weird. Bonita actually sent me the follow up uh the follow up uh article. I appreciate that, Bonita. Uh does it seems very weird that Iranians or Iranians have that much information, nuanced information about um American culture. Because as far as to my knowledge, I and correct me if I'm wrong, I really thought the Proud Boys were like Mid, you know what I mean? Or lower than mid. I thought it was Huff. I didn't know there was a real white supremacist group. You know what I mean? But were they emulating the Proud Boys or were they just emulating racist people who were for Trump? Well, it came, well, the email that they sent it from was from the Proud Boys. Good morning, Lauren. Mm-hmm. It was from the Proud Boys and it had that very racial threatening tone to it. You know what I mean? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. If you will. Hmm. Um, there's some good things we want to talk about this morning. I, I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about, this is going to be different. I want to talk about the opioid crisis quickly for a second. I want to talk about, uh, uh, what did I say? Oh, I saw that a, a, a economist the other day valued racism at $16 trillion. I want to talk about that briefly. Uh, and then of course, um, don't know if you saw this. I'll play this for you real quick. But Obama definitely lit Trump's ass on fire. Okay? On fire. Here it is. They keep on promising we're going to have a great replacement. They said it's coming. It's been coming in two weeks for the last 10 years. On, where OBZ. is it? Light his ass up. Where, where is this great Light plan to replace up. Obamacare? They've had 10 years to do it. There is no plan. They've never had one. Instead, they've attacked the Affordable Care Act at every turn, driving up costs, driving up the uninsured. Now they're trying to dismantle your care in the Supreme Court in the middle of a pandemic with nothing but empty promises to take its place. We know that he continues to do business with China because he's got a secret Chinese bank account. How is that possible? How is that possible? A secret Chinese yeah, bank account. Come, listen, can you imagine if I had a secret Chinese bank account when I was running for re-election? Hello, Nas in the background. You think? Beat him up. You think? My, you think Fox News might have been a little concerned about that? They would have called me Beijing Barry. <laughs> Here it comes. It is not a great idea to have a president. Throws a bunch of money to people overseas. That's, that's not a good idea. I mean, of the taxes Donald Trump pays, he may be sending more to foreign governments than he pays in the United States. I love to see it, though. We love to see Barack Obama. I tell you one thing. I really miss... um. Uh, I see times where people are talking about like um, trends in presidency, even outside of Donald Trump. I see people saying they they they. Mm, I guess they they like the idea of a plain spoken president. You know what I mean? Somebody who doesn't use academic vernacular, somebody who doesn't use complex uh, metaphors, who doesn't speak in a certain political jargon. I've seen people say that they appreciate that about the current presidency. I don't. I don't. 
call me an academic, but like I I miss. Now, mind you, I was also great time to be at an HBCU. Great time to be at HBCU studying black politics when a black president is being elected. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! We used to have class, whole classroom sessions breaking down political speeches on the campaign of Barack Obama. And then when he was elected, we would have full classroom uh, classroom breakdowns on speeches that he would give to Congress that he would give to uh, that he would give as a as the State of the Union. Like I really miss. Um, I really miss an intelligent president, you know what I'm saying, that can speak, that can speak plainly when it comes down to uh, being charismatic. But at the end of the day, I know we have an intellectual heavyweight in the White House. That really, I really miss those times, to be honest with you, if I'm being, being a buck with you. What you think, lady of the house? Or make sure y'all say good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning. What you think, lady of the house? What you think about our, what you think about, now, if, if we take people behind the scenes of our, our production, we could, we couldn't exactly hear the video while it was playing. But what are your thoughts as it pertains to uh, the different type of the 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 the, the I guess the traditional appearance of a president? Um. Well, of course, there's a time and a place for everything, so there should be tact used when you speak to the American people because you are our leader, the commander-in-chief, you know, you're the president. So, of course, you can't just be calling people names and, like, saying derogatory things. Um, yeah, I do miss the way that Obama used to talk and lead and, you know, speak. But, I don't know. I like, I like, I like, uh, I don't even want to say I like the fact that Trump just kind of says what he really feels. Okay. Because I don't like that because that's that's dangerous, as we can see. But uh, it's just interesting having a president that talks the way Trump does. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I wrote on, on Monday. I wonder if I still got that note. I have this note. Oh. I have this note about. Wait, that's a phone number. Wait, here you go. Wait, that's a different day. Damn, I had a note, but need you make a good point. Benny says people want a president that's just like me. The fuck would I want that? <laughs> I'm not good at politics. I want a president that can speak plainly, is charismatic, but is intelligent. Uh, I had a note that I wanted to talk about one of my philosophical things I wanted to speak about, talking about relevancy, popularity, and quality, and how I think I think this is actually I think talking about the way. President Trump speaks is a good vehicle for that thought. Those three things are completely separate. To be relevant is one characteristic. To be popular is one characteristic. And to be of quality is another characteristic. Amita, you make a good point. I like I like to I I like to understand my president. I'd like to be able to to you know relate to him on a word to word word to word basis. At the same time, I'd like to also be I don't know, uh, intellectually intimidated by my president. I would like to know that the person who's leading me knows more than I do yeah. and can speak to that and not also speak to that, but also speak to it in a manner uh, that he is confident in or she is confident in, excuse me, with my with my gender politics is now. I don't know, it's interesting. Interesting thoughts. Interesting thoughts as it pertains to plain spoken. You know, I watched the uh, 
I watched The West Wing. The West Wing is one of my favorite shows of all time. Love The West Wing. Uh, although I never have seen the last two seasons. Because, you know, it just, you know. Like all great shows, after six seasons, you kind of run out of things to do. You start trying to switch it up, and I often don't like to switch up. Although, weirdly enough, before Girlfriends got canceled, was it season eight that got canceled? Yeah. Season eight was pretty good. Season seven was some trash. Yeah. Season six was the last season with Tony in it, so that was pretty good. But it was season five the last season with Tony in it? It was season six. Season six was the last season with Tony in it, so it's interesting. Maybe you, if you stick around hard enough, you you can appreciate the flip. Anyway, away can be with me, Mo. Yeah. <clears throat> oh Lord, got a little, got a little rusty, a little rust dust. Uh, let's see what else we got over here. So check this out. Uh, yesterday, here's something funny. So read this. I was reading this, and I was getting ready to, um, I was getting ready to retweet this article, right? But before I could retweet this article, this is what happened. It, Twitter did this automatically. Twitter has already been doing some very interesting things, but Twitter did this automatically. Uh, it gave me this warning. It says headlines don't tell the full story. Uh, you read the article on Twitter before, you can read the article before retweeting. This gave this to me automatically before we're giving it. So now niggas have no excuse to read. Unless, and now it looks like Twitter's trying to put the, the, the onus of ignorance back on the user, which I appreciate that. Thank you, Twitter. I appreciate that. Um, because it shouldn't be, you know, uh, as we grow in technology, we do have to find ways to make people personally responsible for the information that they spread. So I feel like that's a very interesting way. But... I want to get more to this article right here. This article was, I'll read it out loud, the article from Associated Press. Justice Department officially tells the Associated Press that the Purdue Pharma Company, the company that makes Oxycontin, will plead guilty to three federal criminal charges as part of a settlement of more than $8 billion. $8 billion. Yeah. $8 billion. Purdue Pharma, um, the three charges that they uh, pled guilty to included, I can't remember all three of them, but one of them was um, purposefully manipulating and defrauding the American government and public. What? And they pled guilty to it. We said this on the show several times. When it comes to individuals who've been doing wrong, you often got to be weary of the first thing they confess to or the first thing they try to give up or the first thing they try to get in the negotiation. It's often indicative of the fact that there's probably a lot more worse shit that they're doing. And I also find it interesting, in this article, in this right here, I'm sorry, in this right here, does anybody go to jail? Purdue Pharma confesses to the part in creating, manufacturing, upholding, uh, uh, and continuing the opioid crisis. They admit to it. They'll pay $8 billion. But is anybody going to jail? Who, does go to, who would go to jail in that situation? The marketing folks? No, probably the CEO. <laughs> Just the CEO? I mean, all the people in charge. I don't know. All the people at the top. 
because they had to know what was going on. Hmm. Everyone's responsible. That's interesting. Do you know anybody who's been affected by the opioid crisis? What up, B? Huh? Yeah. Who? You know him too. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to say it, but you know. You got to say the name? Yeah. Are they IH or the younger or older? Remember? No. It's. Yeah. They older. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. You don't gotta say you don't gotta say the name out loud. We can talk about I was, it. I was gonna... Who? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. We do some. We do know some folks that were affected by the opioid crisis. It's just, it's just, uh, and we've seen how it destroyed communities. You know that I didn't, I didn't know this, but like, uh, uh, when folks run out of their prescription drugs, you know where they go? No. Heroin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's... <laughs> People go to the Heron. Let me tell you, let me tell you a couple of drugs I'm scared of. Crack, <laughs> cocaine, and Heron. Heroin for the plain spoken, if you will. Um, I just find it, I find it interesting that a company could, and you know they, if they were fined $8 billion, you know they made more than $8 billion. Of course. How much money, hold on, we could actually, Trillions. let's do this, Got we it. could actually Google these things. Google real fast on the keyboard real fast. Google how much money P Purdue Pharma made in 20, 2019. How much money did Purdue Pharma make in 2019? And we could screen share the results with the people. We do, you know, it's a solution-based podcast. We're trying to get results. That's crazy. Believe you're right, and niggas are still locked up for petty weed charges. Purdue Pharma pled guilty to defrauding the American public. Wow. Execute me out and uh, go to the screen capture for me. It's too, it's too big. Uh, well, we can't, don't. Um, there you go. There you go. Would like that. Let's smoke this blunt when we talk about drugs. How apropos. Where'd it go? There you go. Uh, how much money did Purdue Pharma make last year? Cumulative revenues had increased up to $31 billion and $35 billion by 2017. That means... Uh, Dang, Purdue Pharma is owned by one of the richest families. The collective net worth of thirteen billion dollars for one family. These are the same family? people that Purdue like farms. I don't know. And this is Purdue Pharma, so I know they're talking about. I know it's at least uh, a different. If it is, um, damn. Wait a minute. Hold on. Scroll down. It says Purdue Pharma offers ten to twelve billion to settle opioid claims, but they um. They filed for bankruptcy. How? <laughs> Probably because they're not making no money. That's yes, kind of crazy. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Yeah, again, I just, I'm very, uh, woo, the Megas Oxycontin Purdue Pharma owners of Sacramento Farm offered, offering to settle more than 2,000 lawsuits against the company. So that's different than the criminal charges that they pled guilty to. This was last year, too. Holy shit. 
But that ain't nothing. Ten to twelve bill if they making if they made thirty six bill and thirty seven bill in, in consecutive years. What is that? That's what I'm saying. They're not that's bankrupt. Part, no, that's. I mean, I mean, there are ways to be bankrupt to present on yourself paper. as bankrupt yeah. on paper without. Uh, you could be morally bankrupt, but you know, Jesus, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's crazy. And niggas still getting locked up for the three five, for the three five. Let's like this one, man. What you want to talk about? Uh, you heard about Netflix and Monique. No, uh, have I heard about? Well, Netflix I mean, no, Monique? I mean the fact that they tried to get the case dismissed, but the judge wouldn't dismiss the case because she. She has valid claims. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I retweeted that uh, was that a couple months ago now. Was it? Yeah, oh. dog. And it's great that, and um, I just love this shot with the smoke coming up. It just looks so good. Yeah, people were saying that um, it was a win for her by getting, like, Girlfriends, Moesha, the Parkers on Netflix. But then I also saw people saying, like, how is that a win? Because she's the only, she was only in the Parkers. So what is, you know, the other black... Moesha, not Moesha, but here's why we got to watch the Parkers. We got to make sure that joint is trending on Netflix. I think well, it was. It was trending on Netflix, yeah. which, is a, which is a good move. I appreciate... Let me get my thoughts together because I feel a rant coming on. Funny enough, my original podcast came out Two years ago, around this time, the right place to be mo. And one of my favorite stories from the right place to be mo was my exposition on Netflix. Uh, at the beginning of the Netflix and Monique drama, I think people will forget that two years ago, two and a half years ago, Netflix was not the beacon of diverse. Uh, programming. It was not the beacon of former UPN shows or where black stars could be revitalized through the popularity of the people. It was not one of those places. There was no strong black lead initiative. There were no tweets that came out every month about what black stories were going to come out. There were no special sections in Netflix about black stories and black directors. Two and a half years ago that, that shit didn't exist. And it's crazy how, I wonder, I wonder how much social media affects our memory because that was just two and a half years ago. Right? That was not long ago in any stretch of the imagination. Everybody's pretty much the same age as they were two and a half years ago. But anyway, Netflix has grown out of its infancy of the white gaze and now seems to be incorporating a lot more black stories. I want people to remember this, though, because she's not going to get her flowers for it. Absolutely not going to get her flowers for it. What was the first lady to sat on the bus? Not Rosa Parks. Claudette Coleman? Claudette Coleman? Y'all correct me if I'm wrong now. Monique would definitely be this individual. Uh, but she's not going to get the flowers for it. The first person to bring up the fact that Netflix was not diverse, both, both structurally and programmatically, was Monique. Was Monique. But niggas was too quick to play the poverty politics and say what her pocket should be worth. They, they missed the whole point. Mm -hmm. They missed the whole point about black female comedians, excuse me, black women comedians about black, the black woman perspective, about a particular demographic, demographic that is often overlooked but often capitalized off, off of. 
You know what's crazy? Nene said this. And I know nobody paid attention because Nene said it. Nene said that, uh, what's the dude who hosts, um... Andy? Yeah. Andy Cohen. She said that, uh, old man, old boy's a racist. Yeah. And everybody just kind of looked like, looked, looked past it. And I kind of, if you were, hmm, it's an interesting perspective. If you were a fan, if you are a fan of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, or even, uh, uh, a fan by association like myself, whose lady watches it, but you know you, you kind of get caught up in it. Shout out to Candy. Um, you are kind of conditioned to not really respect these women's voices. Like everything seems to be positioned for the sense of drama. And I can tell, here's how I know we kind of desensitize to their voices is that when they really, when they show extreme versions of their voice, when they start crying, press the capture button. When they start crying, uh, when they go off, when they have their temper tantrums or whatever, when they want to fight, then it was like, oh, they're doing too much. Oh, I think my, I think my thing might, oh no, that's a thing. Um, I think they're doing too much. Uh. Uh, it's a rally show, so they are like characters. Exactly, exactly. But in, at the end of the day, these individuals are still very real people. Like, uh, what's the name? Portia, what's the name? Got arrested at the at the protest. Yeah. That didn't blow up as as big as any other story that happened on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because she's doing something positive yeah. for the community, and she was <laughs> actually using the voice for something real. Um, watching girlfriends, I realized that Kenya's been around for a long time. Yeah, she's been acting for. A, she was in Martin. Um, shit, a whole bunch of other shows. But like in the context of the show, like I hate Kenya, but I shouldn't. Kenya's a, a positive force in the black community. Great representation for little girls. Had a good acting career. Doesn't seem like she tries to sell out of the community. Wasn't she Miss America? Yeah, it was Miss America and shit. We talking about now? We talking about Candy? Literally one of the voices of the '90s. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as she said, you you can't. <laughs> Candy said to as Candy said in uh said to Nene, you can't. You can't stop listening to me, bitch. You know you love my songs. <laughs> anyway, uh, before I get distracted by the situation, uh, Nene said that Andy Cohen was a racist, and we kind of just looked past it. Why we ain't give that no thought? Because it's Nene? I was about to say, yeah, because it's Nene. And the way that they have portrayed the housewives is very intentional. I know. Yeah. Like, they want, but why? <laughs> Is it racism? Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Janelle says he is. Uh-oh. Yeah, he is. Because when she said that, he was looking like, he had the, the frozen smile, like. <laughs> Man, Real Housewives have been on for a long time. Yeah, like 12, 12 years. I'm, think, I'm thinking about, I think I have had. An argument of some sort about Real Housewives, and I think each of my adult relationships. Hmm. I've been in, I've been a full on adult for about thirteen years now. You know, I asked this I asked this question when I first. It was old nasty Tanisha who brought it up the first time. She was watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, and I asked her, "Why are you?" You know, she's studying to become a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's super intelligent. One of the smartest people I've ever met. I'm like, why are you... 
why are you watching Real Housewives? She said, it's entertaining. And I asked her, I said, isn't that, uh, isn't that fucked up? Like, as somebody who creates content, I recognize that you can frame a picture in a million different ways and put focus on what that is. It's interesting. What's up? Oh. Um, it's interesting that they, huh, huh, a real housewives minstrels. In a sense. Hmm. Do they have any? Malik says that they are compensated, so I think they are acting and feed into this shit. We need to stop insulting people's intelligence and conclude. They are what they watch. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. America loves a train wreck. Real Housewives is no different. Are you sure? Now, now look, I watched the show. So I'm not here, and I know people on people on the line right now. Y'all watch the show. The lady watches the show. I'm not here to. I'm not here to judge. I'm. I'm simply making a a, a thought right now, uh, because there are different Real Housewives. There are other Real Housewives of Potomac, of other places. I don't fucking know shit. Um, that's where it be, Akila. Uh. But what I'm asking, though, is maybe, maybe Real Housewives, is it possible for the Real Housewives of Atlanta not to be racist, but the way that we ingest them is? I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough question. I haven't thought about that one. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Connecting Andy Cohen to racism and Real Housewives to, to, to menstrual behavior. You watching the next season? I'm not sure. Uh, I will say the most recent seasons. I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't say all the Housewives, but definitely Nene, a couple others have made it known that they weren't okay with the way that the executive producers portrayed them on the show or mm -hmm. how they always try to make them look like the bad guy or the villain, stuff like that. So, I was just thinking, like, does that mean they don't have any creative license or creative freedom? Like, they can't choose how they want themselves to be portrayed? And that's, if that's an interesting thought. If that's the case, it's very racist. That's an interesting thought, especially if it's written behind the guise of television. Yeah. Now that's a flip for you. So if I can, whoa, holy shit. If I, as a producer, I can get away with racism on a curation level without, without being caught as a racist on the production level, meaning it's a reality show. Right? It's unscripted. Nobody wrote it. We are capturing the moments of your life. 
if I capture 24 hours of your life and I choose to pick the moments that I want to depict you as a certain type of person, that's on the curation level. I can always lean back. Um, um, I can always lean back and say, I didn't write this. This is what you do. Right. I'm just showing what you do. Yeah. I also know that hmm. um, Real Housewives and what's it called? Um, Love and Hip Hop. Uh, whenever they have the group settings, they'll add alcohol and stuff like that or you know, put people in the room together that they know don't like each other just to cause a scene or create drama or whatever. So, like, manufacturing drama, that's obviously not reality. Hmm. Uh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's play a game. Let's say the Real Housewives of Atlanta, since its conception wasn't the messy TV we saw right now, but actually but actually a better representation of that's black women in America. Yeah, that's how it started. Do you think that's how it started? Mm-hmm. Do you think that would still be successful? No, because I rewatched the whole thing, what was it, last year? And season one, season two, yeah, it was just kind of like they're literal housewives or living their lives they have businesses they have kids whatever and they're talking about their day-to-day and their marriages and stuff like that once you got into three and beyond it was just the drama between them or they would have sit downs all the time and gossip all that shit so like yeah the show is definitely turning to something else you seen these comments no so Tiger Jack asks is it racist to keep uh, to re-up your contract mm. and uh, knowing your knowing how your character is presented. That's a good Why question, too. Okay, let's get it to go now. That's a good question. Um, that's actually a very solid question. Uh, until we frame it and support some new child power is in us. Uh, true, they collect all that check. This isn't new. They are entertainers. Hmm. Yeah, because the, uh, I think it was like the last season Mimi was on where she was like a full cast member mm-hmm. when she was pulling the producers out of her closet and everything and like ripping shirts and shit. Yeah. yeah, she was just like, you know, basically like, I'm tired of this. Like, y'all always do this to me. Like, you know what you're doing. So, yeah, why would you continue to sign a contract knowing that you're presented in this light or you're put into these bad situations? Damn, that check nice. True. But you know what, though? You know what, though? It's not over. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, and here's where, like, okay, this might be this might be just too much to ask of a Nini. Um, but this is where Nini hooks up with, like, a, hooks up with somebody and writes a book. Yeah. From that perspective. True. This is, and like, if she is, if Nene is the prototypical leader of the housewives and she's off the show now, contract is up, they're not bringing her back, she don't want to go back, they racist, yada, 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 right? If she, once she gets over the fact that she's not going to be able to go back and change it from the inside, what she needs to be able to do now is really set the precedent for what post-housewife life looks like. Mm -hmm. Write the book, make your charges, uh, stand next to them, go on your tour, talk to your people. 
a smart entertainer, I hope I'm predicting the future right now, a smart entertainer would look back on your 13 years of the show, call it a mistake, and then try to go rectify that mistake for the rest of your career. That's a career right there. Yeah. That's a whole career like, right yeah. there. What? That's another TV show right there. Right. Come on. Longer than Frasier. That's longer than Frasier. Exactly. We talking Frasier. Kelsey Grammar levels right now. Wow. Kelsey Grammar levels right now. That's what Nene is right here. 13, 13 seasons of a television show. That's the longest running As the one. main character. That's the longest running one. Yeah. Come on, Nene. Call me. I'll give you some advice. Now let, now watch us see an article in a couple of days saying <laughs> Nene writes a tell-all. <laughs> I didn't look it up, y'all. That's true, though. She better leverage that. Yeah, she better leverage that. That should be cool. That shit would be dope. That's how you extend that shit instead of just fading off into obscurity. Right. She you on The Apprentice? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw an article... I saw this very flippantly when I was flipping through the news this morning. I guess Tyra Banks or whoever does the casting for Dancing with the Stars is blocking Real Housewives from being on... <laughs> <laughs> from being on what ABC today? <laughs> from being on uh, 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 Dancing with the Stars. Oh, Damn. Like all Real Housewives? Oh yeah, but who I forgot if it's Tyra Banks. Uh, I might have just I just might have libeled Tyra Banks. My bad, Tyra. <laughs> uh, uh. Hey, you're right though. Will and Jones should have had a morning show. That'd have been great. Mm-hmm. That'd have been great. Uh, I was thinking about a relationship with with my relationship with Hand Dog in relationship to to girlfriends. And it's not Will and Joan, because I feel yeah, it's not that. It's not. It's Joan and Tony. It's Joan and Tony. Anyway. Oh. Uh huh. Makes sense. Um. You got any burning questions for the roast? Mm. What you got over there? What you ruminating on? Hmm. Pull my tuft out for now. <laughs> do you okay? Do you think the Real Housewives of Atlanta, or just the Real Housewives in general, should still be on TV? If so, do you think it should continue the way that it is? And if not, how do you think it should change? Or you know? Do I think? The Real Housewives of Atlanta should still be on TV. Because, of course, it's, it is harmful to Do our I culture. Do I think The Real Housewives of Atlanta should still be on TV? That's a layered question. That's a layered question. It's a layered question because um, when I was growing up and Mortal Kombat came out, they tried to blame violence in real life on the fact that Mortal Kombat characters had blood in them. 
or they tried to say that violence on TV is what invi- what inspired violence on the street. Um, I remember when I remember when Ti first came out, they tried to really say that trap music was the inspiration for the violence that was happening in the crime, as if Ti just made up violence and right. violence in the in the. As if he was the cause of it. Right. As if T.I. was the grand cause (laughs) of all the violence in the crime. Right. Violence in America. Right. I would say, in the same vein, that I feel like artists have the responsibility, artists have the responsibility to tell the truth and respect of the world, um, and then whoever controls the airways has a responsibility of uh, making sure that message is not harmful harmful to the general public. In order for my in order for my personal philosophies to be consistent, I have to think that they have to make that they can remain on TV. Now, the interesting, the more interesting question is: Do I think the housewives should stay on stay on that show? Um. That part I don't know. That part I don't know because in the same same in the same vein I've always said if you have a platform to talk to millions talk to millions. Right. Um, but at the same time it doesn't seem like they have control of their own image. That's true. That's true. So unless they did like some protest energy type shit where they intentionally acted a certain way to be anti typecast towards whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if there's a. I don't know if there's a systemic change. I don't know if there's a systemic difference that can be made um, from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, but they're entertainers. Hmm. My question then would be: Are you cognizant of your image? Hmm. Do you know what you are right now? Right. Do you know your impact? Not even that. Like, do you know what? Do you know what system that you are keeping alive? That's what. I'm, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, do you know how you are impacting? Yeah. There is a direct line from enslavement to you. Mm-hmm. A direct line, not a perpendicular line. Right. Not, not a parallel a- line. <laughs> Not a circle, not a square, not a color, not an equation, (laughs) a direct line, not a triangle, no, 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 not a a pyramid, (laughs) no, no, no. So does every form of appropriate, does entertain, oh sorry, Janelle says, so does every form of entertainment need to be appropriate? No, not at all, Hmm. not at all. I, not at all. I feel like entertainment should be entertainment. Hmm. And be, um, one day we'll get to my thoughts on censorship, but like as long as it's labeled for what it is, uh, and like I've always enjoyed, you know, before you watch HBO show, what comes on, little things that you're going to see some graphic violence, you're going to see some strong sexual content, you're going to see some sexual aggression that says all that shit. As long as we know what it is before we fucking, fucking watch it, shit, I'm whatever. <laughs> Right. I can choose. <laughs> right. I can choose to watch it or not watch it from there. Yeah. Um, and I think it's foolish to. Th- 
I think it's <laughs> I think it's foolish to think that people watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta and say this is how I'm going to live my life. But I also think it's foolish to think that some people watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta and say, well, yeah, some people are foolish enough to think that's how they're supposed to live their life. Right. Like some people aspire to that. Yeah. Yeah. Insert slack look. But look, that's just not, it's just not, you know, it ain't for me. Different strokes. <laughs> different strokes with different folks. I wanted to show y'all this before we go. Uh, take them to the 16 trail real fast. What a, what a mouse. Oh. It's right here. Oh. I wanted to show y'all this real fast on this Thursday. Uh, a Wesleyan, excuse me, a Wesleyan graduate. Uh, if y'all can come find this article on. Ah, Brandon just sent me an article. Uh, um, uh, a Wesleyan grad, she uh, did a quick study. If y'all can find this article on Bloomberg.com, make sure y'all go check it out. One economist has quantified the cost of racism in the United States as $16 trillion. To me, that means you are worth $16 trillion. I just wanted y'all to see that before the day's over. You know what I mean? Uh, it is Thursday. Uh, you know, it's been a solid week on Wake Up Big with BMO. I appreciate y'all. Hanging in there with our new production ups and downs. You can see my tough, my new growth is up there, just like we're doing. New growing. Uh, these shows would not be possible with y'all. I really appreciate you. Make sure you're telling a friend to tell a friend. Oh, wake a be mo. Yeah. Woo! I'm thirsty. Uh, <clears throat> make sure I have a good week <laughs> of the podcast. Hold on. Let's check right now. Hold on. Let's see. Right now, we're going to do a live check. Um, we're going to do a live check to see what we're looking like. I have submitted. That's right. As of. What's up? Oh, they're joining right now. That's all right, though. It's good that you're joining now because if you missed this morning's show, you can head over to Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and check out Wake and Bake with BMO the Podcast. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Oh, Wake and Bake with BMO. We did it. <laughs> Let me ask y'all a question real quick before I go. Um, I'm thinking about... I'm thinking about adding the Facebook and Twitter audience. What you think? What you think? I already get every time my mama check out the show or she see a clip from the show, she called me. I seen you smoking that weed on Instagram again. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> so you're making my Facebook. Uh, sure. Twitter? I should drop it off into the Twitter? Yeah. Um, Facebook is Facebook is a mixed bag. You got family, you got friends, you got... Those weirdos. <laughs> Those weirdos. How the, fuck, how the fuck did I end up following weirdos <laughs> on my Facebook? You know what I don't like about Facebook? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like that my Facebook... Um, I don't like my Facebook... 
I've been on Facebook more to get my algorithm right. It's not working though, so I think I'm gonna quit. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna give up again. I've been trying to be on Facebook, trying to get my trying to get my shit right. You see, my my new growth is popping this morning. I love it. Um, I've been trying to get my Facebook algorithm right, but I don't like the Facebook algorithm at all. All I see is like the same eight people. Ugh. Oh, social real. media is the worst. Yeah. Well, I just, I just had a quick thought, though. What? So, like, I, I read the newspaper every morning via Google News and Flipboard. Um, two different algorithms that collect, uh, that collect the news both for my personal taste and then collect the headlines as well. Um... Is that any different from like an what's maybe this is ignorance talking? Is that different from an editor in chief? You having two different like sources? If or? I got the physical paper, yeah, a dude in an office decided what what went on my paper. Yeah, is that is he a better option than an editor? Is he a better option than an algorithm? Hmm. Well, I'm. Uh, the algorithm is supposed to allegedly know you better and be tailored to your personal interests, so they should show articles that <laughs> you would be interested in. Hmm. The hmm. editor in chief just has to. I don't even know if it's. It's not guesswork, but it's more so what are the most important articles of the day yeah. or what information are we trying to put out hmm. Hmm. especially with something like flipboard because it comes from different sources right right yeah so I gotta figure out how to I gotta figure out how to do that uh, Matt I don't know how to do that remotely it turned out my ISO but we're gonna figure that out we're gonna figure that out hmm that's an interesting thought, though. Supposedly, it's supposed to know you better. Yeah. But as we've seen with, somehow, algorithms feel racist. They are. Oh, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. We talked about it yesterday, how on the Twitter algorithm has been exposed to uh, promote things that are trolling and with a lot of white balance. Therefore, black positivity is not supported or not promoted at all. That's crazy. That's crazy. Literally, black positivity. Literally, black positivity is not <laughs> is not supported in the algorithm. And you know what always makes it? When every time I think of algorithm, I think of meteor. That's not what I think of. Uh, but every time I think of, uh, I just think, I think she just pops in my head every once in a while. Uh, talk about rent free. <laughs> talk about rent free. Uh, everything I th every time I think about algorithms, I think about that video we saw of the black dude putting his hand under the oh yeah under the the water dispenser, and the white dude put his hand under the water dispenser, and mm -hmm. it didn't come out for the black dude, yeah. but it came out for the white dude. And it turns out that the sensor's algorithm or the sensor it was built on recognizing contrasting skin tone. Well, no, a lack of contrasting skin tones under the sink under the sensor, and therefore. The water would come out better for white folks because 
Blase, blase, everything I just said. Yeah. That's what that's what I think about when I think of algorithms. And it's crazy because until you said that, I didn't know that that was that's what was happening. Yeah. Because I would be in bathrooms like, why is the water not coming out? Yeah. And then I would like somehow get it out because I guess I flip my hands over. But like, I'd be standing there and I see white people next to me like washing their hands, and I'm like, do I need to switch sinks? And then it would happen again. But no. So yeah. These are two great questions. Akila asks, who creates the algorithm? Is the algorithm racist or is the person programming the algorithm racist, says Shannon? Technology re- reflects the values of the people who make them. Yeah. It's definitely the people who create the algorithm. If, if a racist or if, if a racially biased person creates artificial intelligence, is that, intelli- is that intelligence not racist or racially biased? Yes, it's racially biased because the person who created it is. Shit, it could be racist. If it was, man, that's some sci-fi shit. That's crazy. That's some sci-fi. That's God. some crazy shit. But, but. Mm. Because it could possess power. That's true. It could. Damn. Shit, it does possess power. I wanted to talk about, maybe we'll take this over to Tuesday. I wanted to talk about. Um, when the fuck does social media become so damn important? The past. And I don't mean like on a, on like a local. The past five years, really, not even the past ten. We'll take that to Tuesday. We'll take that to Tuesday. We'll take it to Tuesday. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, the presidential debate is tonight. Uh, we should play a smoking game. <laughs> we should play a drinking game. What? We might end up drunk. Oh, they got the mute button on the debate tonight. <laughs> they do? <laughs> oh, Lord. The moderator has the mute button on the debate tonight. I cannot wait. That's hilarious. Because we know Trump going to yell over the mic. We know he going to yell over the mic. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all check out the Wake or Bake with BMO podcast. It is on Apple Podcasts. You can't see that shit. That's a <laughs> trash-ass example. I'm sorry. The greatest thing is I see it before you see it, and I'm already disappointed in it before you saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we already on the Apple Pod. We already on Apple Podcasts. Check us out. Uh, episode two will be out. It's going to take us take me about till 10 o'clock if I get this process right. Uh, we appreciate you. Wait, what'd you say, Shannon? What'd you say? Uh, a good point. Oh, the oh, the moderator is a black woman from Philly. Oh wow. Ooh, NBC. Whatever. Well, I'm excited for that. Uh, my camera just went off. I don't know if that's the battery. It's probably the capture button. We're gonna find out. Oh, it is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we about to, we about to let y'all go. Make sure y'all check me out on Tuesday. Check the podcast out. Um, it should be available at ten o'clock. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're gonna insert some sponsorships here. Thank you for joining. Yeah, I'm gonna leave you with this advertisement for Urbane that is happening on the thirty first. If you want to see some classy shit, if you want to feel the live vibrations of music once again. Uh, and do it in a safe and intimate way on Halloween night. We're going to do that. We're going to get it lit. We're going to get it popping. Uh, make sure you check out Urbane, and I'll see y'all on Tuesday. Next time.
on I want you Do not be surprised if you see me hitting this dance. You are you trying to learn this dance? Yeah. You gotta spin like that. Yeah, you gotta spin like that. You gotta spin three thousand times. Okay. <laughs> Make fire on the floor. Mm -hmm. 